Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Stephen Roman. I'm the president and CEO of Global Atomic Corporation, and happy to be here with Matt Gordon. Yeah, are you happy? I am happy. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, well, well, why not? It's sunny. It's sunny in London. It's uh, beautiful day. Lots of uranium bars downstairs. Yeah, people surrounding us. So, yeah, lots to be happy about. But we are. You've kindly agreed, and I know it's sort of a delicate time in terms of. Um, we kind of can't say, when I've got asked a question on everyone's lips, which is, Nija, been a difficult few weeks. So what do you know? What do we need to know? Okay. Well, I've been asked that question a lot here in London, of course. Uh, Niger um, has undergone some sort of a political process here, not uh, atypical of, of Africa. Um, I lived through a coup in 2010. And, um, you know, I think this will be resolved. It looks like there's some serious negotiating underway. Um, Between who? Who's, who's in the talking? Well, I would say the, the military junta, the Americans, the Algerians, they're all involved. Um, the French, of course, everybody's been hearing that uh, they want them out of there. And yeah. I think there's been some slow movement to that effect. Okay. Um, but I think uh, that there's been a decision to have uh, uh, democratic elections again at okay. some point. So whether it's in six months or a year, we don't know at this point in time. The junta would like longer to get things sorted out from their point of view. But um, I think the plan is to have things move a little bit faster. So democratic process is in the it's kind of like Mali. So they say they're the same process, right? Yeah. So, and I also need to say they've been like seventy coups in Africa since nineteen fifty. So it's it's a, it's a it's different, but it's not unusual process in in, in Africa. Uh, transition of government sometimes people refer to it as. So the the their conversation is going. Algerians, locals getting involved. U.S. I guess they've got a big. Yes. Well, they've got a big Air presence. Base. They've got a big presence in Niger. I mean, they have a big new embassy in Niamey. Right. right. But more importantly, they have a very strategic base uh, in Agadez. Right. With uh, twelve to fifteen hundred troops there, and uh, a lot of activity in the region. So. Right. But do they they have an economic interest in the region? Because the U.S. usually sort of dives in when there's a lot of oil or there's a lot of commodities that which you know well i mean clearly uh we've made deals with north american utilities at this point so okay they do need uranium and uranium has been a a big uh, strategic strategic asset for niger but i think what's important for people to recognize here is that they've put a new cabinet in place which includes mostly civilians uh, there's a new mines minister yeah. who used to be Sorry. the head of Sopamin, the Niger uranium company. Okay. Okay. So he's well-known fellow. Uh, he's well-known to our management team in in place there in Niamey, yeah. our, right. our uh, GM, our director general. Yeah. Uh, we've already met with him, uh, and uh, he's uh, promised to give us a letter of support. They they want us to continue unabated. We said, well, listen, this is all great, but you need to open up the borders. So they, the borders, uh, let, let me just say that the borders now with the Burkina Faso, obviously, with Algeria, are open. The main border that we were using was with Benin. Yeah. So Benin has the port of Cotonou, and the port of Cotonou is a main import-export yep. 
support for that country. Uh, as long as the Benin border's closed, we're looking at Lomé or, or Ghana to bring things around through Burkina Faso. So we're looking at alternative routes for logistics, right? So but that's logistics of, in terms of inbound supplies for the, for the build. But in terms of event, I mean, eventually, this is going to be a short-term thing. I think we all, we all understand that. But where, where does the uranium get exported from? Which, which port? From Cotonou. That's Cotonou as well. Okay, okay, I see. Just yeah. future ignorance. Okay, so, so t- time-wise expectations, this thing gets resolved in some way, shape, or, or form. Discussions are happening, and usually they resolve themselves. It's taking a little bit longer, which I guess brings uncertainty into the market, and the market just wants a little bit of certainty. Well, I mean, it hasn't been that long. It's been sort of six weeks, I guess, or what, end of July? So, yeah, about six weeks. Correct. I think it takes a little bit longer than that. Um, you know, the uh, the coup I lived through in 2010 took 10 months to resolve, and they went to uh, free and fair elections, and President Isufu was elected. Uh, he was very successful and uh, ran the country for about 10 years until mm. uh, Mr. Bazoom was elected. So now I guess there's been uh, some political reorganization happening here, and we just have to wait and see when they hold their next next election. Right. Okay. And in, in terms of your ability to do, it sounds like they want you to kind of get on with stuff. Oh, well, they definitely but do. You need some assurances, not just about open borders, but in terms of your, your ability to do work in country. Well, right now, uh, you know, we've uh, stopped physically mining. However, we've been paving the ramp. Right. So we are now well ahead of schedule on the mining. Okay. So we're down to the ore zone already. We've now paved the ramp down to the ore zone, but uh, daily items that you need for continuing mining, like bits and rock bolts, things like that, they have to come in from out of country. Right. So this is the critical uh, items that we need to continue mining. Yeah. Um, So until they start flowing in again, either through Benin or through Burkina Faso, we're looking at all the options right now. Uh, we're doing infrastructure improvements and camp improvements, uh, ramp improvements, all of those kinds of things at site. Mm. Um, and, of course, we're completing a lot of our detailed engineering yeah. and procurement. Yeah. So, for instance, the acid plant that's being built in uh, India, mm-hmm. uh, construction has started on that. We have uh, our sag mill being built in South Africa. All of those kinds of components, uh, critical components, uh, they've been uh, effectively moved forward. Right. So is, that, so is that your message to people downstairs, buyers, uh, funders, and, 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 the, and the market, I guess, more broadly? is like we, there are a lot of moving parts which are moving. Um, however, they'll want some, some sign of assurances as to what kind of environment you're going to be able to operate in. So if this junta stays, I guess, immobile and and and, trans, and transigent and and in, the, in their stance. Um, do you have to wait for them to resolve if, if it's a ten no. month process, or no. can we get on? Can mm-hmm. make it <clears throat> no, 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 no. They want us to continue doing what we're doing. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So uh, they obviously like the jobs that we're creating there. We have two hundred people working on site. I bet. And they want that to continue. Obviously, it's providing a lot of benefits to the region. Yeah. Uh, all the local villages, the whole thing. So, I mean, they don't want that to stop. No, I bet. Because, because there's a kind of, it's not just employment, lo- local employment and stuff, but, you know, eventual 
tax income and you know exactly encouraging foreign direct investment and other way because there's obviously lots of other commodities that people are going after that but in terms of your but i say i come back to that question what are they enabling you to do what you need to do because ECOWAS, yes you know they're they're trying to put a lot of pressure on the 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 junta to actually allow to get out get on with things right but as part of that encouragement, should we say, or incentivization, they, they're going to make it difficult for goods to kind of come in and out of country. They're going to make it difficult for money to move in and out of country. Well, They've got to do that, haven't they? Well, ECOWAS, uh, initially, there was a lot of saber rattling there. And, yeah. you know, they're going to invade. And, uh, of course, uh, Burkina Faso, Mali said, well, you, you can't do that yeah. because we're going to be siding with Niger. And so everybody decided to down tools and... Let's let's solve this the in a diplomatic. Heads have okay? prevailed. Yeah, the saner heads have prevailed. So that's the way it's going. Uh, you know, you have to remember that uh, with now the the blessing of the new mines minister and telling us to proceed unabated here, mm. that this is all good because you know when this first happened, people thought, oh, they're going to nationalize the project. Right. You know, the banks are going to walk away. None of that's happened. Right. Okay, the banks are still there. We're finalizing the term sheet right now with our lenders for the project financing. Yeah. Uh, the, the mining project's uh, ongoing. Um, all the engineering is ongoing. Now, the big thing is, is logistics. This is the big issue. Yeah. So which port do you use? How are you going to get materials into site if Benin stays closed? Mm. They've opened up as of Monday the airspace, so you can fly in and out again. So you know things are moving there in the positive way. So I think uh, you know we got hit with a fifty percent pounding on our stock yeah. uh, before people really knew what was happening. Now you know uncertainty breeds this sort of thing in the market. Yeah. But I think people now are realizing, okay, they haven't lost the project. This thing's still moving ahead. The banks are still there. And the uranium market's just gone up another five bucks a pound. So you know what? Uh, we, we're just going to move ahead and do this during other regime changes in Niger, which there's been a few of them over the years. The Arano operations to the north never stopped operating. So France was getting its supplies from Colmanac and Somer. Right now with uh, port of Cotonou cut off because of the Benin border, of course, uranium is, is piling up there uh, at Somer, and they're not shipping. But that's eventually going to start moving again. Okay. The tone I'm getting is you're kind of quietly confident that things are going to get back to normal. That's a good read of tone. Right. You're so subtle. I'm surprised you weren't saying there's a buying opportunity if you're a shareholder, <laughs> a buying opportunity if you're not a shareholder. <laughs> but no, it, 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 you have taken a pounding, right? But there, and I guess, does like the opportunity. It's not nice for people who've kind of bought in higher, but... Maybe it's a, a, a nice chance to average down, average average up a bit in, in terms of yeah, you know, average, whether yeah, I, exactly. Right, you know, like we had. Listen, all the institutions we've spoken to, all of our institutions that are mm -hmm. invested in global atomic, all of them said they're supportive. Mm -hmm. They know this is going to pass, and a lot of them have been lowering their average cost. Mm -hmm. So you know, we were doing financings at three dollars, four dollars a share. All of a sudden, you get an opportunity to buy at a dollar fifty. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of support down at these levels. There's, there's been a lot, a, a lot of support, and I guess with um, with time will come resolution. Will 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 come um, 
agreements in, in, in country and with that comes certainty and confidence and momentum back in the market, which again should drive a bit of interest. In the meantime, if you if you if you're a smart contractor player, you're probably buying now. But if you do if you do but you are in no rush. I know you're talking about term sheets, but do you feel it would be smart to wait this out a bit if it's not too crazy, or is there no kind of end date in mind? So no end date. Well, we don't know. No, well that's right. I mean, how how long is a string? So you know, you just carry on with your business as well as you can. Are you? I get you're doing that. Things are moving forward, but I'm talking about until the money when you decide to press the button and set a price for. Because obviously, you know, mining's mining, right? Mining's tough. Stuff happens all day, every day, and you got to put those buyers out. That's your that's your role, right? So I understand that, and it's always been the case in good markets and bad. But in a moment like this, where this is like the second instance where things outside of your control kind of come and give you a, a whack on the on the shin. Well, you've had our fair go. share in 2023. Yeah. So, but but you have choice because you also have some cash in the bank. So it's a choice about how quickly to move, and that arbitrage between. If I do it now versus waiting, what what does that look like? So well, listen, our, our cash can last us for a year right now. Right, there you now. go. Okay. And we can still continue, complete all the engineering, have everything ready to go. Yeah. And we don't have to go to the market now. Okay. There you go. So, you know what? I think uh, we'd like to keep things rolling. So, you know, get the, the terms done on the project financing. Yeah. We won't draw down on any debt until we're ready to do so. And of course, we have to spend our 40% before we can start drawing down on the 60. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, in the meantime, get things done that need to be done anyway. Conserve your cash as much as possible so you don't have to get pressured to go and do a financing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, keep the project moving forward. Okay, okay, good. So that, yeah, because I just wanted to, wanted to understand what, what, the, what the mindset was there in terms of the the timing, the allocation of capital, and obviously, um, well, that signals to so signals to the marketplace. You got time by the sounds of it. So that's good news. Um, what's Turkey doing for you? Is it doing anything for you? Well, Turkey this year is going to be pretty much flat. I would say right. we've had the double whammy of uh, zinc prices going down to a dollar six from a dollar sixty. Yeah, and and two mega earthquakes. So. Steel mills now are getting back up to speed. Uh, we are running full at the moment, but typically we will run until we run out of EAFD, and then we'll have to stop for a month and accumulate right. more EAFD. Right. So uh, if all the mills come back online, and a number of them were shut down during those earthquakes or after the earthquakes, uh, then you know we'll be able to uh, start generating yeah. some cash flow from that again. Of course, you got to remember this is a long life, brand new plant. Yeah, it's going to be there for fifty years. Yeah, and uh, you do have better cycles. Some of the raw material inputs, like coking coal, I think the, the prices need to come down on those again. They went from a hundred dollars a ton to almost three hundred, so it's uh, raised our costs. Yeah, and of course, with the zinc price coming down and the stoppages due to the earthquakes, I think this year is going to be flat. How do you arbitrage sure that, you know, I guess long-term average zinc price over a 40, 50-year annuity string? Yeah. You know, percentage of yeah. that, the company's percentage of it, I should say. And cashing that in now 
to negate the kind of financing yeah, requirements. I've now. been asked you that. Gotta, exactly. You got to see what what makes sense. But uh, no, listen, we've asked Bethesda about uh, something like that. And they said, listen, now's really not the time to sell. Right. Because they're the and, natural you know, buyer. They, they are the natural buyer. They would like to have the other 49%. Yeah. However, you know. Do they have, uh, they have right of first refusal? Or could you? Engage. You you could probably go out and engage somebody else to make a bid, but they know there's a right of first refusal, mm. so they're probably not going to act as a stocking horse. Although maybe you can do that. <laughs> I like the annuity stream. I always like annuity stream. Hey, uh, okay, so so that so that may be a case of zinc needing to recover, factories needed to restart. We're like, and it was annual payment, is it March, April sort of payment schedule to that? But you reckon it's going to be flat? No, well, we, get, we get monthly management you get monthly fees, management, sure, but, sales commissions. But the big money? The big money comes annually after the AGMs, yeah. Right, okay, okay. You reckon that's going to be flat for 24, it's a big lump sum Well, no, 25. 23 will be flat. When's 23 paid? In 24. That's what I meant. Yeah, so right, so the, the 20, 24 a financial year paid in, in uh, March, April 25. That's when one hopes the zinc price is recovered. Plants are up and producing and you're running at, at nameplate capacity. That would be that. good. Okay, that, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we, we, we can't be here at the WNA and not have a conversation about what's going on downstairs. What are, what are people here talking about? What's kind of, what's the buzz? The, the, the buzz is that utilities are starting to wake up. But, yeah, I, I got that message too <laughs> this morning at breakfast before I had a coffee. I think uh, there's <laughs> yeah. definitely some interest in contracting. We've got a half a dozen discussions going on with utilities right now, despite Niger. Everybody knows that's going to get sorted. There, There's no deposits in Africa like this one. So, uh, no, we've had some very uh, exciting discussions. And, uh, you know, people want to see that uh, maybe we release our term sheet on the bank financing and get some of that behind us. Obviously, they want the contracts we do have. Uh, we have good relations with those utilities. They want to be kept up to date with what's happening there. But uh, definitely uh, the uranium market is, uh, is woken Heating up. Yes, it's definitely woken up. Um, it, it, I don't think, for me, the kind of, um, not not the buzz, but certainly one of the conversations that kind of is repeating itself over and over, is like the, because I don't know if you've seen the report or not yet, they, they're talking about this kind of supply numbers because they don't use uh, dollars. <laughs> and they and they, there's quite a bit of information which they, they're not allowed to use as part of the calculations about production going forward. So it's quite, but the, the people in the industry are saying not all, those line items are going to get into production, certainly not at those rates and certainly not in those at those dates. It's the near-term producers are going to have a lot of leverage going forward with utilities, and that'll be interesting to see what that does to price when there's no certainty around the volume of supply coming in to meet this demand. So that's got to play at your hands a bit, really. Well, you know what? I've been to a number of these conferences in nuclear energy you know, NEI and uh, all of this stuff. And listening to people speaking at these conferences, uh, utilities and government agencies, they're sort of starting to wonder where the uranium is going to come from. So, because uh, I think the U.S. has made a decision as of 2026, they're going to stop the Russian import. Yep. 
you know, so they're saying, well, you know what, uh, there's a little bit maybe coming out of Niger and maybe a little bit out of Mongolia and maybe a bit from Uzbekistan. The Canadian stuff's probably going to be a long ways away because of permitting. Yeah. Um, so where are we going to get all our uranium from? Yeah. Everyone's going quiet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Know, right? And, uh, you know, it's funny. You, you Utilities typically are worried about UF6. Um, but to make UF6, you need U308. Mm. So where's the U308? You wait, going to come from, and you know China sort of tied up most of the African production. Yeah, uh, they've got a big chunk of Kazakh production. They're still out there looking for more. So it's, I think it's just going to continue to tighten. That's my estimation. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the old high of 2027, it, it'll eventually go through that. Yeah, I, I think it's, a, it's been an interesting few months. Obviously, price moving about 61 yesterday, I think. Um, but it's going to be an interesting few months going forward. And so obviously, you've got a uh, conference in November as well, where utility buyers are going to have to, I, I guess, work out who's real and who's not. So do we investors. Well, that's right. And I think that's always the case. And of course, uh, rising tide floats salt boats and everybody in the Iranian business will have a bit of a run, but at the end of the day, who's going to be able to produce? Yeah, no, because they, they, they all, all, all boats flowing are, are, are rising tie things. I, I must want to go get some of these zombie projects going, right? Just, you know, they didn't work last few rounds, but <laughs> maybe, maybe this time. Let's get, get one of them in the, into a boat. And you know what? Lots of them might, but you need $100 a pound uranium. Or more. Yeah. Or more. This, this idea, I, I, again, again, snippets from the corridors is, um, where, you know, we're talking about, again, one of the kind of poster child companies out there. And I said, well, you know, see, uranium, you know, 60 bucks, are getting quite close in centralization price. And, and the, the insider goes, nope, that thing's been high grade at a heck. You're going to need something like $90 uranium for that company to get anywhere near economic production. So th- there's all of those those little... I guess insights and those those unspoken truths about the economics of certain projects are also going to affect people's. But you're sitting there and you thought it was it thirty five bucks. Where, where are we talking about for you for break even? Or no, break even for us is probably around twenty. Twenty. So thirty five. You're happy to go into production. Obviously, we're at sixty. So like life is good, but for some companies, not so much at the moment. So that again, that affects the timing of some of the supply into the market. When they get, when they, if and when they can get finance to get into production as well. So that's what I mean. I think the supply is not a kind of flat line. It's, it's very, very erratic. It is. It is very erratic because you, you don't know as well as once you, you have a project that can go ahead, you still have to finance it and build it. And where's the expertise for all of that? You know, for this huge period of time, there was no uranium mines built. A lot of the guys that knew how to do these things have retired or died. Confession. So, you know, uh, there, there's not a lot of people that know much about the industry. Yeah. Anyway, that's other people's problems, not yours. Good to see you, man. Matt, good Enjoy to see you. the next few days. It'll be brilliant uh, to kind of hear from you after the event, see what you got to take away, what you learned, and especially those corridor conversations. They're the best, right? <laughs> Thanks a lot. It was good to see you. Good to see you, man. Cheers. Bye-bye.